Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, Grinders, and welcome back to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here on this beautiful Friday. Uh, you guys know when you listen to my content, I'm always here on Fridays, and the one thing I like about Fridays, guys, is we have a big 15-game slate. Uh, again, love Tuesdays and Fridays in the industry. It gives us tons of differentiation in your cash games, in your tournaments as well. Feels like I haven't done this uh, podcast in a while because uh, we had the All-Star break. Hopefully, you guys are nice and refreshed after the break. Uh, it's definitely a uh, you know fun time in the uh, industry. We got football coming around the corner, uh, and, and when football comes, that's when like things just don't stop life just seems like it goes quick and uh, we're always doing something so uh yeah enjoy like the last month here of uh you know the uh, the daily grind because uh baseball is definitely a time where uh, there's a little less work uh involved and then once nfl comes and then nba and all those other sports it starts to get really crazy but uh, we got a nice 15 game slate here to talk about and uh it's a really good one uh, yesterday you had that ugly pitching slate and uh, i didn't look ahead but yesterday i was saying man i'm sure we're gonna have some really good uh, pitchers on the mound and we do today this should be an awesome overall all slate so let's dive right in and kind of talk about it first game on the slate for you guys we have the baltimore orioles and the tampa bay rays is an eight and a half total with Andrew Kashner and Chris Archer. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be some weather possibly in this game. That's one thing. Uh, I'm not going to talk about any weather. I know uh, David Walter's taking care of it. So uh, Roth won't be on today, but Walter will be uh, kind of giving the uh, details on that. But this is a game, if there isn't weather, like Kashner, I think, is an interesting guy to target with some of these lefties, right? Especially like a Jacob Bowers. That's really where I'm looking, like a Cron, a G-Man Choi. Really kind of like that three to five man stack uh, for some power on the raise. If you want to go with a mini stack like that, that's kind of where I'm thinking right now. I don't want to go too crazy with Rays. They're not a team I love to go, uh, you know, and stack up like crazy. Uh, sure, if you want to like throw in like a Duffy and Kiermaier in there to make your five man, I get it. Or throw in a Bob and the other guy, like a Jesus Sucre if he's in there, or a Malik Smith for the wraparound with another guy, I get it. But uh, I'm not really going crazy with the Rays today. I think they're like a nice team that you take some of these guys as a one off, like Bowers and Cron and G Man Choi. Take them as one offs or move them in as like uh, mini stacks and kind of call it a day here. Because Cashner, sure, he's a guy that we. We've, uh, you know, we've been targeting this year, but it seems like he's, uh, you know, kind of just found a way to make it work, right? Like one of those magicians in the MLB that even though the hard contact's there, the ISO, he gets hit some days. Some days he just finds a way to get out of it. And uh, yeah, ISO against lefties is 241 against righties. It's 170. The Woba is above 360 to both sides of the plate. And then uh, just the odd thing is the hard contact is at 29% uh, against um against lefties and 33% against uh, righties and you know fly ball rates at least up against lefties there's obviously some good things going against him but it's just he's been really weird this season so uh, yeah Cashner's a guy I do like to target and I think you can get some exposure with these uh, mini stacks on the race 
Chris Archer is a guy that I like. Uh, I'm a fan of him in like the long run, but uh, I have not played him that much this season. And this does seem like a great spot for Archer if you think about it. Sure, the ballpark's not in his favor. That's something that obviously, you know, we don't love taking uh, pitchers in this ballpark. But I will say this, uh, it is a team that's really right-handed heavy. Uh, Archer coming off a 13-strikeout game against Miami. A game before that had seven strikeouts. I mean, he's looking a lot better. I don't know. Um, I don't know if this is going to be one of those spots where I play him. You know, the weather's obviously going to be something that kind of plays into it a little bit and has a factor. At least at Archer, he's had some struggles this year, but uh, overall, 3.64 XFIP. The K percentage at 25.6%. Uh, if you look at the premium reports and kind of look at the trends, too, that we have the hard contact. Let me see. It looks like it's down a ton. Oh, no, I was on the wrong thing. Um, yeah, the hard contact. Yeah, it's down a ton, but that's because of, you can't really get the last 30 days because of, uh, yeah, that's not going to work out there because of injuries and whatnot that he had. So that's kind of unfortunate. But either way, I, I like Archer. I He's a guy that I'm kind of buying in on. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that he's someone that, I kind of want to buy in the second half and see what happens because, like, we've seen him do pretty well so far since he's coming back from that injury uh, when he was dealing with it in June. And then, you know, Detroit, sure, it didn't go the greatest, but Minnesota and Miami was a good start. So let's just chalk it up to that first start. I kind of think I want to buy in on Archer, and I think he's a great tournament play if this game goes. Uh, I'm not really going to play too many Orioles. If you want to take a shot on, like, a Chris Davis or something for cheap, sure, go ahead. But I never play that guy, and uh, I'm not really starting uh, now. I think it's okay to pass on that. Like, Adam Jones and Trumbo, again, they're just on the right-handed side of the plate, and uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking this righty-heavy lineup could really be great for Archer, and he could absolutely crush in this matchup. All right, next game up, we got the New York Yankees and the Kansas City Royals is a nine and a half total with CC Sabathia against Brad Keller in Yankee Stadium. Uh, this is going to be a spot where the Yankees are one of the best offenses of the day. Uh, you know, it's no joke. Uh, everyone knows it. Everyone's, I mean, not not no joke. It's no secret, I should say. Uh, and this team isn't a joke. I should say that too. Uh, this is Brad Keller. This is this bad Kansas City bullpen. I mean, if. If I could tell you any any type of pitching staff I would want to have for nine innings against the Yankees in the stadium, this might be the staff because, again, uh, their starters aren't that great. And on top of that, their bullpen is awful. So uh, this is just nine innings of pure gold. I'm going to be loading up on the Yankees here. I think it makes sense. I think it's the chalk. I think people will be all over it. One through nine, they're all phenomenal plays. It just depends on what lineup they end up putting out there. So that's going to be a lineup that we have to watch for. You can play every single guy in this lineup and just look for the value, right, uh, on the guys that are cheap if you can, right? Look for where you can get Gardner for cheap. Like Fanduel specifically, he's cheap at 3.2k. I'm not gonna, you know, probably pay 4.7k for uh, Brett Gardner on DraftKings when I can get him for four. When I can get Stanton for 4.6k instead. It's also worth noting that Aaron Judge will not be in this lineup. Sure, it's a little more, more watered down with uh, out in without Aaron Judge, but they're just going to slide in Aaron Hicks there and kind of call it a day, and their team will still look perfectly fine. So, uh, yeah, all in all, I like this team a lot. Definitely load up on them. Uh, Yankees are going to be the, one of the best plays of the day. Kansas City Royals now. Let's talk about them a little against CC Sabathia. And uh, it seems like a spot I would, you know, like. But CC, he's just, again, he's one of those guys. He's had a pretty good year. He's found a way to get it done. I know there's some data showing that in July, CC Sabathia really does fall off. So uh, if you want to go back with a game stack and add some Royals on here, I wouldn't mind it. I'm also not really a big fan of loading up on Royals. That's something I don't like to do. And uh, on top of that, it's against that Yankees bullpen that we could see if CC pitches pretty clean. So uh, I'm kind of just thinking we stay away from the Royals. But if you wanted to game stack it up, right, I'd probably, uh, you know, run five Yankees. And then I'd probably run it with Salvador Perez, Whit Merrifield, and then Moustakas. Kind of keep it uh, really simple. Uh, maybe if you don't want to go Moustakas, even though I, I don't mind him as lefty-lefty, who cares as Mike Moustakas? You obviously go with like a Bonifacio. But uh, that kind of wraps up this game. Again, Yankees are one of the top plays of the day.
Next game up, New York Mets, Pittsburgh Pirates. And man, this is a game that I'm probably going to get a lot of exposure to, specifically because of the prices on these Pirates. They have a 4.9 implied total against a garbage pitcher like Jason Vargas. And we look at these Pirates, we can get them at really cheap salaries. For instance, on FanDuel specifically, if we get Jordan Luplo uh, at batting first at 2.1k i'm gonna load up on him david freese if he's in the four hole at 2.1k it's tough not to get have some interest in him he'll be in the player pool those are just guys i'm definitely going to be considering all these cheap pirates uh cervelli is going to be interesting just all in all uh, sure the pirates are the greatest offense but they are a team that's hitting the ball pretty well this week and i think i'm gonna have to you know take advantage of those salaries against a really bad pitcher if you look over on drafting sure the salaries aren't as great, right? Uh, there are still some good price tags. Freeze has a good one. Cervelli, Luplo. Um, yeah, there's still some nice prices on some of these guys. Uh, Stalling Marte at 5.2K. I won't probably play for him. Uh, if you want to do a tournament, sure. But I'm probably not going to pay that uh, in my cash games or anything like that. But if you want to stack up the Pirates, I do think that they're a good stack. Team that you can get some exposure to. And they would make sense with a really expensive pitcher, right? I always talk about when there's an expensive ace, which we got a couple on this uh, slate that are really good options. Who's the cheap stack I would look to go to? And it's probably going to be maybe a little bit chalkier, but uh, the Pirates, uh, I do think they're going to gain some uh, ownership. But again, uh, you know, this is a 15-game slate. Don't worry about ownership. That's that's honestly what I should be saying rather than talking about ownership because, again, 15-game slate, it does not matter as much as uh, as much as we think on these big slates. Next team, talk about, we'll talk about the Mets a little bit because... Sure, the Mets' are, our offense has gotten a little bit better. They've been hitting the ball, but I don't know. Nova is a guy I just don't target. Uh, it's just for some reason I just don't – I'm just not in the business of doing it. It just has never worked for me. It's not something I'm ever like, yeah, let me stack up against Nova. And then it's like why am I trying to pick the one off the one guy or a couple guys that are maybe going to get like a solid hit, right, you know, maybe have like an RBI double. Why am I looking for that or that big home run? I just don't know why I'm – kind of going out of my way to do that. If you look at Nova's numbers, sure, he doesn't strike out guys, but that's why I don't play him in DFS. Only a 17.2 uh, strikeout percentage, then his walk percentage is 4.1, and he's got a 3.87 xFIP. It's just something I don't like to do. He does have some struggles against lefties, so if you are going to take some shots, and the Mets are a team that have some good lefties, I'd take shots on those guys. The Woba against lefties, 358. The ISO is 218. This is definitely a spot where if you want to take some Mets lefties, I wouldn't hate it, and I- I'm not going to load up on them, right? Because Nova's not a guy that just blows up it just that's not what happens to him so uh if you look at this Mets lineup pulling it up again now uh, you know Conforto in the three hole obviously it's where we haven't projected I like him he's normally towards the top of the order he's normally someone I kind of gravitate towards as as one of the better lefties same with Nemo he's another guy that I kind of look to he's had a pretty good year so those are two of the guys I'd mainly look at and Estrubal Cabrera I don't hate him if you want to mini stack that go for it and then that's it uh but I'm not going crazy with Mets again I'm not in the business of like loading up on Nova I'd rather just take a shot here and there on guys uh if I'm building like 150 teams sure I want some exposure to some of these lefties but I kind of want to mix and match throughout my lineups not like all loaded up on the same team let's talk about the next game at the minnesota twins and the boston red sox eight and a half total with chris sale against lance lynn and man lance lynn is going to be a fun guy to target today you know load up on bets ben and intendi martinez moreland bogarts that whole team devers uh, this red sox team is one of the better stacks of the day they're gonna be one you want to look at gotta load up on them and it's all red sox baby give me chris sale uh best uh best pitcher probably in the league best pitcher on the slate even though max scherzer's there against miami 
I'm going Sale. That's where I'm at right now. I just think he is the better option today. Uh, sure, there could be some things throughout the day. I don't know if like umpire data is out. I actually haven't looked to see if any umpire data is out because, again, normally isn't uh, up there on Fridays. But, uh, yeah, Scherzer actually has a pitcher's ump. So there's that if you uh, you know look at the premium. And then there's a neutral ump for uh, Chris Sale. We have that in our Roto-Grinders premium, or I'm sure you can locate that on other sites. But uh, if you want that, uh, it's easily in the lineup HQ there. So neutral umpire for Chris Sale and a pitcher's ump for Scherzer. Again, I don't know. That... With aces, it doesn't matter to me as much, but uh, yeah, maybe that gives you a bump to go Scherzer over Sale if you're really uh, looking at the tiebreakers like that. I could totally understand that. Maybe I'm also looking at Sale over Scherzer because I got burned by Scherzer against Miami the other the other time it happened this season, and it's definitely uh, I've definitely been burned by Scherzer more than Sale. So maybe my bias is building in there, but um, I really want to go Sale. It's just Minnesota is such a you know it they're just not have not been good against lefties all season long. Their ISO has been way down. This is definitely a spot there. I just think it's a really great spot for him, and he's going to absolutely be lights out. Just the question is the prices too between the two guys as well. Uh, let's look at some of the some of the sites. So Fanduel twelve point eight k for Chris Sale or eleven point five k for Scherzer. It's definitely easier to get in that top end pitcher on uh, Fanduel, but maybe that extra you know one point three k could do something for you. I think it's a real conversation on Fanduel. Uh, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna put sale in first when I do my builds over there, but uh, you know I could see as I build my teams maybe gravitating over towards Scherzer because of the price uh, you know difference. Now if you look at DraftKings, you got Sale at 13.5k and Scherzer at 13.9k. Really easy for me. I'm just gonna say goodbye to Max Scherzer and I'm gonna say hello Chris Sale. He's the guy I want on DraftKings. Gonna be firing on him over uh, you know Scherzer. And then if you look at uh, Fantasy Draft, we have them at the exact same price tag, which I kind of like how they did that. You know. Uh, force you to make the decision uh it doesn't matter what your build is you just kind of pick the one you want uh i'm assuming more people gravitate towards sale uh that again that's where i'm at um so yeah i think that's the guy you want to go to and maybe that makes max scherzer interesting in tournaments uh on fantasy draft specifically but that's something you have to look at ownership and compare on site so it just kind of depends what's going on there but all in all, Chris Sale, he's one of my favorite options of the day. And load up on Red Sox. I didn't talk about their bats a lot, but, uh, you know, it, they're tough to get in your lineups because they cost a lot. But I will say this. If there is a guy that I want to get some value on, like Devers at 6.3K and Moreland 8.5K, I think there's some extreme value on there over at Fantasy Draft. Uh, you know, DraftKings, you get Moreland at 4.1 is solid. Devers at 3.5 is pretty nice uh, on DraftKings, so that's really great. And then you got... Uh, on FanDuel, you got, yeah, Moreland, again, 3.4K is a really nice price on him. And then Devers, 2.9. Again, those are, like, the guys I'm really going to maybe try and get in my cash games with my top-end pitching. But if I could obviously get Betts and Martinez, sure, I'm very happy about that as well. And they're definitely some of the top bats on the entire slate. Let's go to the next game, Washington Nationals. Miami Marlins here. This is a game that, uh, again, we talked about Scherzer a little bit, but let's talk about it a little more. I think more people will gravitate towards Sale, but I do think Scherzer is perfectly in play. He could absolutely have a great game. There are some bats that scare me a little bit. JT Romuto has been really good this season. Justin Bohr, he's been solid. Sure, the Marlins are a team. They don't have as much power as you would think, but uh, they can be a little bit pesky at times and cause some fits for some uh, pitchers, but I still think Max Scherzer is going to do fine and have a really good outing. So uh, Scherzer is a good option. Definitely go to him. But again, talking about the sale versus Scherzer debate, you know, it's like deciding do you want steak or lobster for dinner? They're both phenomenal options tonight. Uh, let's go over and uh, kind of talk about Pablo Lopez now. And uh, I think this is a great spot to target up some nationals, uh, especially these lefties. That's what I'm really looking at. You know, Eaton, Harper, Adam, Soto, Murphy. That's what I love about this team. Whenever I see a right-handed pitcher, I love these lefties in here. And then you just throw in Trey Turner, too. They're just a phenomenal offense. The ballpark's not the greatest. But I do think they're a stack that people are really not going to talk about or play. And, you know, it won't take much percentage to get over the weight on the field. So I like the nationals. I think you can, uh, 
just get a little bit of, of the you know weight on them and be fine you could even maybe just go even with the field just to make sure you're uh, exposed to this offense if you don't want that much of a percentage because i just don't think people are going to play them today maybe i'm wrong but they're going to look at this game and see 4.38 total see the miami park and say oh I, I, there's just more appealing options they'd rather spend their money elsewhere so i kind of think that's the way that they are going to go but there are i think there's some good options in this game you know matt adams he has a really nice price and there's some good guys you can mix and match throughout your cash games as well uh, next game up, we got the Philadelphia Phillies. Cincinnati Reds is a nine total here. And uh, we got Nick Pavetta on the mound again. Anthony Desclafani. And one thing to note, too, is, uh, you know, the, uh, the as uh, Cardi called the Clayton Kershaw umpires in this game. Bill Miller's in this game. He calls a lot of strikes. So uh, I kind of think this is a game where, you know, obviously I like the bats. I'm definitely going to play some of them. Uh, you know, it's a nine total here. Desclafani's in there. But I might temper my expectations a little bit because of the uh, extreme um, pitcher's umpire. It's It's tough. I do like Pavetta. He's a guy that I'm, you know, bullish on in the future. I'm buying in on. I want to be playing a lot of throughout the season. If you told me uh, during this MLB season, hey, like, do you want to be over the weight or underweight on the entire season of playing Pavetta compared to the field? I want to be overweight. I want to make sure I play him more than most people do because I like Pavetta uh, and I buy in on him. But uh, kind of looking at, at the things with Pavetta, it, sure, it's a great matchup for him. You know, he can strike out all these guys. The the Reds, their lineup's gotten better. It's Peraza, Jeanette, Vado, Suarez, who's been scary as anything, man. Uh, Barnhart, Duvall, Irvin. Uh, it, that lineup's definitely a little bit better than it was at the start of the year. But Pavetta's been good this season. 27.9 uh, strikeout percentage, 3.2 on XFIP. I also could see people saying, hey, it's in a Great American Small Park, obviously Great Home Run Park. I could see people basically saying, I don't want to play Pavetta. And if that's the case, we can get him really low-owned with the umpire, I kind of think it's a good spot to uh, play him. If he, people are going to have ownership on him, then I really don't want to play him. So it's kind of like one of those things I need to monitor throughout the day what goes on. He's 8.2K on uh, DraftKings, 8.1 on FanDuel, and Fantasy Draft, he's 15.8K. Again, against this Reds team, they can strike out a ton. I do think this is a spot where we can kind of look to target this team a little bit. Uh, they definitely have the K rate that we can definitely have a big, massive tournament win. So I wouldn't just totally write him off. It does think that, the, again, the weather, 80 degrees, ball, uh, winds blowing out, 8 miles an hour. It's definitely something to uh, look at there and definitely uh, just kind of get a little uh, a little interest. Uh, so I'm going to try and be overweight on Pavet if it doesn't take too much percentage. I kind of have to see what happens throughout the day. Let's talk about Descalfani a little bit because, again, this Phillies offense is a very boom-bust offense. We saw it yesterday. I could see it again today. Uh, I do think they're worth stacking up. Uh, if you want to take some shots on some of these guys, I don't hate it. I like Abdubal Herrera. I think he's a really good option uh you know santana he's fine too but uh i don't know i, don't, I just don't know they seem like a team the more and more i talk about it, it just seems like a team that i want to play I, I like playing the phillies but they kind of just end up like getting out of the player pool for me even though i like them a lot but if you're playing 150 lines which i'm not doing today but if you are uh i could see definitely getting a percentage of them Let's talk about the Cleveland Indians, Detroit Tigers, eight and a half total with Carlos Carrasco and Mike Fires. And uh, Carrasco, he's a guy that I've kind of been taking the wait and see approach. I haven't really wanted to play him. It has been the right slates for him uh, since he came back from his injury. But the Tigers, right, they are not good against righties. This seems like a really good spot. Just the question is, can you pay that expensive price on Carrasco? Uh, he's 10K on FanDuel. Uh, DraftKings, he's 11.4K. And then Fantasy Draft, he's 22.4K. And it's tough because I just see myself saying, hey, I'd rather play uh, I'd rather play Scherzer. I'd rather play Sale. And if you hear me saying that, you're probably hearing everyone in the industry say that. You're going to hear someone on, you know, another podcast and on another site. You're going to hear uh, on the Roto Grinder show later just people say, eh, I don't know if I really want Carrasco. I think that's just what's going to kind of happen throughout the day. And that might make him a really interesting tournament option. So I don't hate missing out. Not, I wouldn't 
not not that I wouldn't hate missing out. Uh, I don't hate not having him, but I kind of am worried a little about missing out because this Tigers offense is not good against righties. This is definitely a good spot to target. Um, so yeah, Carrasco, he's a perfectly fine tournament option if you want to. Uh, look at the Cleveland Indians offense. I kind of got on board with just playing them at home and then just fading them on the road. Sure, Mike Fires, he's a, a home run prone guy, but he's also a guy that he can have those big strikeout games. And you know what? They're expensive prices on the Indians. I'm playing the Red Sox before him. I'm playing the Yankees before him. I'm playing a lot of other guys before him. So uh, I'm just kind of fading this game and maybe getting a piece of Carrasco in tournaments. And that's about it for me because uh, I just, I don't know. I'm just following that trend with the Indians, which has been going pretty decent for me, at least since I started doing it. So uh, that's kind of my uh, thoughts on this game. Let's head on over to the next one. We got the Los Angeles Dodgers, Atlanta Braves, eight total here with Clayton Kershaw and Mikey Fultonevich. And uh, this is a game where if this was last season, I'd be saying, yeah, sure, the Braves don't strike out a ton, but this is elite Clayton Kershaw, right? But Clayton Kershaw has not been as elite. Clayton Kershaw has been good this year. He's been fine. Uh, I don't hate what he's done, but he hasn't been Matt Scherzer. He hasn't been Chris Sale. So uh, again, I'm gravitating more to those guys. If you look at Kershaw's last outings, uh, I'll kind of go through them. Uh, Milwaukee, he had six innings pitch. He had five strikeouts and then uh, ended up getting like 34 fantasy points on FanDuel, 6.2 uh, innings pitch for against the uh, Angels, eight strikeouts, 39 uh fantasy points and then against uh, San Diego six innings pitch only five strikeouts which you know normally you'd probably think in six innings he'd have like nine back in the day uh and then uh 43 uh fantasy points but he's been good I get it I think he's a guy that you could take shots on in tournaments if you want it is a little bit worrisome with that matchup right because we look at a guy like Kershaw he's definitely not his old self but he's a guy that could just you know be unowned because everyone sees again they see the Braves and what do they say Oh, I mean, the Braves don't strike out a ton. This isn't a great matchup. I see Sale. I see Scherzer. I think you got to get a piece of Kershaw. And if you look at the uh, look at the overall numbers in the 2018 season, sure, he hasn't been his old Clayton Kershaw self, but he's still been really good. 2.81 xFIP, 25.1 K percentage, only walking 5.1% of guys. Uh, and really, his issues have been against lefties. Is where he's had his struggles. Uh, you know, the, it's it's a small sample size, 71 at bats, but uh, 331 WOBA, 203 ISO. That's against lefties, which is shocking. I don't think that's gonna stay and that's gonna stick. So I think that regresses down a little bit. We could have a really massive Clayton. Kershaw game at no ownership and I don't know like I said I love Sale and Scherzer but when you start kind of thinking the ownership game on this uh it's and again I know it's a 15 game slate and I kind of talked about that but I'm just trying to think of people who are gonna want to play Kershaw because it just doesn't seem like the spot to play him because everyone whenever they see the Braves they always run from him it's something that everyone does uh if you look at Kershaw's advanced numbers the medium contact is up the soft contact is down the hard contact's down uh you know the swinging strike rate's fine and so is that uh the outside swing strike rate is perfectly fine too uh sure the ISO is up a little bit it's from uh you know past 12 months it's 217 his ISO is at 264 and then the WOBA is up uh from 352 in the past 12 months to 380 so sure it's up a little bit but K percent is up 1.1% as well. Uh, so you can't complain about that. I, I think it's a good shot to take, uh, you know, take take a chance on him. Uh, if he's going to be low on I think it's a great day with all these pitching options to really look at the ownership pro pro projections that Chris Gimino puts out. Jimino does a phenomenal job with the ownership projections and like just check those out. And I think you're going to have to make some decisions, at least in tournaments on that. But in cash, again, like I said, it's uh sale and are the two guys you're really uh, truly looking at on the slate. Uh, and, you know, Kershaw's price, 12.8K on DraftKings, uh, 24.7 on Fantasy Draft and 10.5K uh, on FanDuel. 
Uh, Fulton Evich, uh, let's talk about him now. He's been really good this season. He's a guy that uh, I've been playing. I just don't think this is the right spot for him against this tough Dodgers offense. I just think it's a pass. Uh, I'm going to pass on Fulton Nevich. I think I'm going to pass on the Dodgers offense too. I get it if you want to maybe take some shots. They have some really good lefties on this team, man, like with Jock, Muncy, and Grandal, and Bellinger. I mean, all those guys together, and then, you know, you can just you know finalize the stack up with Machado or, or Kemp and just play three of the lefties. It's, it's definitely a strong uh, lineup, and uh, people won't see it coming. It'll definitely be low-owned, and I wouldn't be shocked if it went off, right? Uh, it could totally do it. We know Fulton Nevich. Sure, he's uh, been really good this season. He's a good pitcher overall, but we do know he can have some struggles with lefties. He hasn't this season. Uh, the ISO is down at 145. The Woba is at 291. But in the past, he has had that uh, that struggle, so maybe like the bad Fulton Nevich could happen. I just wouldn't be shocked, right? Uh, so... If you want to take on the shot on the Dodgers, uh, don't hate it. But let's move on to the next one and kind of talk about it because I think this is a, a really, uh, really interesting spot for this pitcher. We got Toronto Blue Jays, the Chicago White Sox. We got Marcus Stroman against Ronaldo Lopez. And uh, yeah, I think Ronaldo Lopez is someone that we need to be targeting. If you want a low owned, just I mean, people are going to play the Jays. I don't know if they are. Maybe not low owned, I should say. I was more so going to say uh, low price team. Uh, the Blue Jays don't have a, you know expensive price tags around the industry. They're definitely sellers right now around the all-star break, getting rid of Jay Happ. I think this is a team, if you want to target Ronaldo Lopez, go for it with this uh, Blue Jays stack up. I think it's a perfectly good spot. I like Granderson in cash games, Smoke. Uh, those are two guys that I, I like to target, and I think this is a phenomenal spot against Lopez. So uh, Blue Jays, they have a 4.75 implied total, and uh, I think I'm going to definitely get some exposure to them. But I really want to talk about Marcus Stroman uh, because – White Sox against righties is a thing that we've been doing all year, right? We are always like White Sox against righties, White Sox against righties, White Sox against righties. And uh, this White Sox lineup's getting a little better. Sure, the addition of Nicky Delmonico shouldn't like move the needle, but it's definitely getting me to, you know, as we added some guys, right? We added Polka. We added, uh, who else we had in there? We added Avisel Garcia. As we keep adding guys throughout the year, I'm starting to get a little worried about the White Sox against righties. I'm not worried completely. There's still strikeouts there, but... Um, it's not as righty uh, heavy of a, as the lineup as you as you think, right? We got uh, one righty in Abreu, one in Avisel Garcia, and then one in Tim Anderson. So we only have three righties, it looks like, in our projected lineup. So he's going to have to go through six lefties, which, sure, Stroman's very good, too. He, he's uh, Maybe he's not very good. He was very good in the past, but... He hasn't been as great this year, but this seems like the spot where he would absolutely crush, right? Where uh, we could take advantage of a guy who has had some struggles this season in uh, in Marcus Stroman, and he doesn't have a ton of strikeouts, but he's going against that you know team that has a huge strikeout rate. So uh, 3.52 exit for Stroman. The K percentage is at 18.6%. Again, that can kind of get boost because of the offense he's going against. Uh, I do worry because the White Sox, they can be powerful at times and they can be a little bit scary. And this again, this is in, in, in Chicago where it is a better hitter's park than people think. Uh, so I think it's worth taking a shot on Stroman though, but worry that there is some uh, blow up risk here. Uh, I am a little concerned against this White Sox team as it keeps getting stronger and stronger, but there is a ton of strikeout upside. Again, this is not a guy that has a ton of strikeout upside in Stroman, but it just kind of depends if you want to um, you know, risk the possible blow up spot for Stroman for the uh, possible boost in K's that he could get in a matchup he doesn't uh, normally have at his price too. Uh, he's 7.3K on DraftKings and then on uh, Fantasy Draft 14.5K and FanDuel 8K. So I think he's decent as an SP2 to consider and just uh, worth noting on this slate. Uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Rangers now and the Houston Astros. That's the next game up, eight and a half total. Giovanni Gallardo and Dallas Keuchel, and this is a spot where uh, Keuchel. Sure, if it was a slate where there weren't so many aces, I'd probably consider him. He's been pretty good this season. Uh, he doesn't get a ton of K's, but against this uh, Rangers team, that's very uh, you know a lot of their batters that are good are lefty 
are left-handed, and it's a very left-handed uh, heavy lineup at times. When they throw in those ugly righties, uh, I'm just not scared of them. So it seems like a spot you could play Keuchel, and uh, you know, 3.14 implied total. I think you can play him, and if you want to, sure. But I do worry that you're not paying for enough upside for him. Uh, that's kind of the one worry I have, at least on Fanduel 9.5k. Uh, Fancy drafting DraftKings a little different because he could become your SP2, right? He could become in play if uh, you have enough value at your hitters. I could see getting away with it uh, at 9.1k and at uh, you know 17.8k, but again. I worry I'm just not getting the upside, and I hate paying for guys that are not really giving me the upsets. That's one of the things I, I'm slightly worried about uh, with this one. So, uh, yeah, uh, sure, I think Keiko's in plays in SP2, but he's not one of my favorites. not an absolute smash that I think is just uh, you know going to be a lock for a ton of uh, upside from a point-per-dollar uh, perspective. Uh, let's talk Gallardo a little bit here. I do think this is a spot that we should play some Astros. They're definitely an offense that you want to get some exposure to, uh, you know, Redick is definitely one of the lefties as a value play. Again, we're, we're trying to play expensive pitchers today, so he's a value that I would definitely look to. Uh, Gurriel's another value that I kind of like that I think we get some exposure to and get us at like four, five, six, I think are the guys I would look at because it's tough to pay for Springer and Bregman and Altuve because I'm just spending my money in other ways. Uh, if you want to stack the Astros up, you should. They're a very good team to stack up today on today's slate. Let's talk about the next team. Chicago Cubs, St. Louis Cardinals, Mike Montgomery, and Luke Weaver. And I really don't know what to do with this game. Uh, I always have, like, one of these on each slate, and this feels like the game where I'm just like, eh, I mean, sure, Weaver can have his struggles and Montgomery can, but I don't love the offenses and I don't love the pitchers. I'm just kind of torn at, at what to do with this game. Both Weaver and Montgomery, they're not, you know, generating a lot of strikeouts. Uh, their XFIPs are, are solid, right? They're not great, but 4.24 for Weaver, 4.14 for Montgomery. It just doesn't seem like a good spot to target the bats or target the hitters. That's kind of where I'm at right now at this game. So um, maybe this is the cross-off game of the slate for me. Uh, it's just kind of kind of leaning towards that right now. I just don't know what to do with it. So I'm going to move on, I guess. Uh, I get it, right? If you want to say, hey, Rizzo against a guy like Weaver could do something. Sure, he could, right? You could target some of these lefties. Uh, I wouldn't hate that or like a hap. And then, with, of course, see Montgomery. Oh, of course, a righty heavy team in the Cardinals. I get it. But this is just not a game I like. And there's more games. There's other games I like. And you can't play everyone. So I'm going to move on from this game. And let's go and talk about the Oakland A's and the Colorado Rockies. This is 11 half total here with Sean Manaya against Kyle Freeland. And uh, hey, it's a core slate, right, too. I haven't even mentioned that with uh, all the good offenses on this slate. All the expensive pitchers, it's also a core slate. So we got Sean Manaya in there, and we got a lefty on the mound against Arenado and Story, who are two guys I love to pay for. If you have the money, sure. It's just tough because I'm kind of prioritizing paying up for pitcher so it's really tough to figure out what am I going to do to get these bats in it's one of those things I think on like a DraftKings or a fantasy draft it's interesting uh you know to maybe try your best to punt at pitcher so you can, if you think the bats and the top end pitcher are best and you just want to take whatever you can get at your SB2 uh, I I could get it and understand it but it's not something I love to say but I'm just kind of like thinking you know what's the best way to get these big bats in and that's a way you could do it obviously because i'm not missing out on one of these top end pitchers i can promise you that right now that's not happening so uh, i'll definitely will be playing him uh for sure so uh but let's talk about cores again a little bit have to like those righties i think they're a good stack today i think a lot of people are gonna be looking at the yankees i think they're gonna be the team that people more so load up on uh instead maybe i'm wrong about that but uh that cores Again, it's a big slate. I think you can get some exposure to it, and the ownership will be lower than you think, right? It's not going to just have this inflated, uh, you know, percentages on these guys like you would uh, normally typically think. So, all in all, you know, of course, it's just load up on it. We also have Freeland on the opposite side against a hot Oakland team. I mean, they've been swinging a hot stick. I get playing them. 
I don't know. I'm kind of thinking I'm just going to stay away. Uh, if you're playing tournaments, obviously, if you're playing tournaments, I'm not staying away from cores. I'm just kind of like thinking cash games. It just seems like I'm not going to be able to, to get up to these prices on these guys. I'm not saying Freeland's been, uh, you know, amazing this year, but he hasn't been bad with a 4.21 X. ground balls at 50%. I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking I don't want to go crazy with the uh, with the Oakland Bats, the ISO too, and that's why we that's why we roster the uh, the A's. We roster them for their power. Freeland's kept the ISO down at 156 against righties and 100 against lefties. I'm kind of just gonna not that I'm buying it on Kylan Freeland, but I'm buying that he can do enough where I don't have to just like load up on the A's. If you want to play him in tournament, sure, I understand it. It's course field. You you should definitely play it. But in cash games, I'm not jamming them in. I should uh, particularly say it's not one of my favorite days to just load up on cores. It doesn't feel like that kind of slate to me. Next game up, Seattle Mariners, Los Angeles Angels. We have an eight and a half total here with Wade LeBlanc against Andrew Heaney. And uh, if you were looking for a sneaky stack today, uh, or a stack just people are not going to play or not be all over, I kind of like this Angels one a little bit. I think against LeBlanc, they could really uh, have their way uh, with Fletcher, Simmons, Shroud, Upton, Poole, Sotani, Kinsler, Marte. I, I love the way this lineup is looking now with Otani back in there. I think this is a strong spot for these guys. Uh, it's going to be 80 degrees out there in LA, wind blowing out. Sure, it's not the best park for hitters, but I do think this could be a really nice uh, stack that people are just not going to play out on the West Coast that you don't have to get much percentage of to be overweight on the field. So uh, I like the Angels stack a lot here. Big fan of them. Uh, in cash games, uh, sure, uh, loading up with some of these guys towards the top makes some sense. Like Justin Upton on 3.3Ks is really cheap on FanDuel. That's a price you don't see often on him. Uh, you can also get him at 4.1K on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. You can get him at about 8K, so that's pretty solid. Fletcher, uh, 5.5K. Simmons, 6.8K on Fantasy Draft. Those are phenomenal cash game fillers for this team. I think that's a really good way to go on uh, Fantasy Draft specifically. Uh, on DraftKings, you get Fletcher, 2.7. Simmons, 3.4. Just again, it's a great exposure to this offense for cheap to help you get in the big bats too. So uh, I like go going that route possibly with those guys. It, it kind of stinks, right, that if you plug in Fletcher and Simmons, you lose out on Arenado and Story, but uh, maybe just play one of them, uh, one on each, right? One of the cores guys and then one of those, maybe that helps make things work, condensing those salaries together. But all in all, I really like this Angels uh, team. And uh, hey, Mike Trout, he's always a good option. And uh, people are just not going to play him today, right? It's funny. Mike Trout will go completely uh, unowned because there's so many good hitting options that people are all over. All right, let's go on to uh, the Mariners side of the ball and talk about them. Uh, Andrew Heaney, he's not a guy I've been really targeting too much this season. I just think uh, it's a spot where, sure, I see the lefty on the mound, and I think, oh, Nelson Cruz, Mitch Hanniger, but 3.61 XFIP, 23.6K uh, uh, percentage, walk rates at 7%. This is just a spot where I think I'm just going to say, hey, uh, no need for Seattle today. Uh, I wouldn't argue if you played Hanniger or Cruz as one-offs, right? If you were playing 150 lineups, uh, I'd probably still want to get a piece of those guys, uh, maybe get like a couple percentages just so I don't miss out possibly, but I like Heaney a lot. He's a, a pretty solid pitcher, and I don't want to be really targeting him too much. Uh, next game up, Arizona Diamondbacks. San Diego Padres is a 7.5 total. We got Zach Greinke against uh, Perdomo. And I just don't like this uh, game. I just don't know what I want to do with it. I think Granky, I'll play, sure. I just don't know if I want to pay that price. 10.7 on DraftKings, 11K on FanDuel, and then 20.5K on Fantasy Draft. It's more of a DraftKings or Fantasy Draft play, I think, for me. If you want to take a shot on it in a tournament, I get it. But uh, that's all I'm really looking to play. I don't really want to play many of these Diamondbacks. Uh, just think they're kind of expensive for my liking uh there's other guys i'd rather play in those price tiers sure i, I don't like perdomo and i think we we could definitely target him up here but i don't think it's just the right spot and i'm just gonna kind of cross off this game and move on unless it's cranky as a tournament pivot but again there's so many aces already that i've talked about that i probably like more uh last game in the slate we got the milwaukee brewers and san francisco giants and uh 
Yeah, seven and a half total with Chase Anderson against Madison Bumgarner. Again, uh, look at another uh, another ace, uh, another guy to talk about here. Uh, and uh, Bumgarner, I'm just not like there's just too many aces. Like I'm crossing them off. This stinks because there's so many good pitchers on this mound today that uh, we're gonna miss out on some pitchers in the next couple days. There's gonna be some ugly slates. Uh, I know yesterday kind of helped with that, but I feel like the next couple days could get kind of ugly now here. Uh, but Bumgarner, not uh, you know, not gonna be a guy I look to play. It does make some sense though, because hey, the Brewers they can strike out a ton, and uh, they're in a really bad ballpark. They a really terrible shift for them. So I totally get it if you wanted to take a shot on it, but not for me. I'm also not playing 150 lives today. But if you were, uh, you probably don't need much percentage to get uh, overweight on him. And it feels like this last game with uh, Granky, right? Uh, good top end pitcher against a pretty good matchup in a good ballpark. Uh, not going to play any of the hitters in any of these games. Just no need to target that at all. And I'll just either play Bumgarner and Granky. Maybe get a small percentage of them uh, in your lineups if you're building a lot of teams. But again, it's kind of tough because, hey, uh, there are, and I mean, there are a lot. And I mean, a lot a lot of pitchers on this slate so uh that about wraps up the slate though for you guys a uh, really fun one uh it's just it's loaded uh the, the hitting's good the pitching's good so enjoy dive into your research uh you know try and find the winning team and uh, hopefully you can have a good night and i can have a good night as well so for me travis mango and i'm gonna get on out of here see you guys later lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this father's day we do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.